This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment and there's also a glossing detangler, which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair's too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney Plus. Welcome to Thursday's solo episode. This is not a fashion podcast, okay? So if you're watching on YouTube and you're like, what's with the hair, the same black hoodie every week, that's just how it is. That's just how it is. I did put on some makeup because these lights are bright and I don't really want to see myself in this bright of lighting with no makeup on. So I prepared myself for that. How is everybody doing? It's turning into winter very slowly. I feel like it's been raining for two weeks. We went to a pumpkin patch. It lightly drizzled the whole time. We still had a good time. I'll talk a little bit more about that um, excursion later because I have a story to tell you that just like my jaw hit the floor. I mean the grass. It was nuts. Anyways, I wrote down some notes about what I want to talk about today. Number one, I started this thing. This is not in my notes to talk about, but I started this thing where, and by started this thing, I mean yesterday, while I was procrastinating doing work, I was like, you know what? I need a weekly template that I can print out and lay my week out in front of me. Um, some might call it a calendar. That's what my husband said. He's like, so you have a calendar. I was like, it's different. Okay. Because each page that you print out is one week. So it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you guys get it. Right. And so I can lay out like on Sunday night or Monday morning, I can put in appointments or meetings, recordings that I have scheduled in the week. And then figure out with the spare time, not spare time, but like the open time in each day, what I'm going to do. And the reason I wanted to do this is because I always have 900 tasks that I have to do every single week. And I kind of just like schedule things anywhere and try and get stuff done around those things that are scheduled. And I just feel like a chicken with his head cut off all week. And it's not fun. So I'm trying to be more focused, more productive, more intentional. And so now with this weekly template thing, I can see where I should record the solo. I can see 
where I'm going to sit down and just like write and read and reflect and work on content stuff. I can see where I'm going to do content for brand partnerships or like it's nice to just lay it out so that when you have free time, you're not just like, okay, uh, what what of the 900 things should I do right now? So far, I'm loving it. Yesterday, I just, so this is what I decided. On Mondays, I'm going to go to the 930 yoga class and then I'm going to come home and do all the, I call it admin stuff, but it's more like, well, it is kind of admin, but it's not necessarily emails and stuff like that. It's more like setting up the episode for the next day, um, setting up the solo episode, writing captions for all the podcast posts, editing clips, uploading them into Dropbox for Sean, like doing all that stuff on Monday. Before it was just chaos. I would just like pick, like I would slowly chip away at all that stuff throughout the week. Now it's like Monday is the admin day to get all that stuff done. Don't schedule meetings on Monday unless you absolutely have to. Don't schedule recordings unless you absolutely have to. For example, Matthew McConaughey's recording was on a Monday. So if he was like, can you record Monday? I wasn't going to be like, no, sir, I have to do my admin on Mondays. So you know what I mean? It's flexible, but I like that it's organized. Fridays, oh my God, my voice. Fridays before school started, I decided, okay, on Fridays, I'm going to leave it like I'm not scheduling anything on Fridays and that will be plan out content, think about different pieces of content that I want to talk about, want to create, um, writing, I want to get into writing more. So that is what I have dedicated Fridays to. Again, if Matthew McConaughey wanted to record a second episode and it was a Friday, I would be like, sure, let me move some things around. So anyways, I'm loving it so far. We'll see. We'll see if this is like one of those ADHD things where I just like think that it's going to change my life and I do it one week and then I stop doing it. But I can't imagine that happening because it is so lovely. Like last night when I laid out my week, I was like tomorrow morning before the cleaners come, get your solo recorded and then you can do all the admin stuff that you have to do for the solo when they're here you know like it's just so nice to like plan it out anyways the first thing on my list that I wanted to talk about was coffee I don't know what it is actually I do know what it is okay a few times now recently I always stop at this coffee shop in Guelph it's called Cavan Coffee and I happened to stumble across this coffee shop when we were regularly coming into Guelph to look at houses to buy. On our way home one day, we wanted to pick up a coffee. And so I just, in Google Maps, I searched for coffee shop and that one came up and it was kind of on our way out of Guelph. So I was like, let's stop there. I got an Americano, I think, that day. And it was incredible. Like, you know, when you drink, I shouldn't say shit coffee, but like, I don't even enjoy our the coffee in the morning anymore. Like, I don't. I'm literally just drinking the coffee because it's a habit and because I don't want to get a raging headache from caffeine withdrawals. So now that I live in a place where, you know, I pop into that coffee shop every once in a while and I get like a latte or I'll get an Americano, I'm like, oh my God, their coffee is so much more enjoyable. And it's just... It's quite the difference. And so right now, I feel like I'm at an age where, you know, I'm going to be 39 in March. 
I'm at an age now where I want good coffee. I want delicious coffee. Like I want to sit there and fucking savor every single sip of coffee. I don't want to just like guzzle shit coffee. Okay? I just had this revelation. I need delicious coffee. And if that is going to require me, and I know some people were like, oh, this brand, this brand, but I'm talking about like, should I have an espresso machine? Not Nespresso. We have a Nespresso with the little pods. I love it, but that's not what I want in the mornings. I want, I don't know, like a bigger, more substantial mug of coffee, not just like a little. It's different. When I lived in Italy for three months, I had Nespresso every single day and I would mix it with some almond milk and it was really good. And then I got really into that. And then it was hard to adjust when I came back home. But because Italy doesn't have regular coffee. Not it's not a thing there. They don't have like if you were like, oh, can I have drip coffee? They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like they don't have that. They only have espresso. And so they can make you do they have Americanos? I don't even know. But I just remember going to Italy and being like, fuck, like they don't have coffee. There's not one Starbucks in Italy. Did you know that? I'm going to look that up, but I'm pretty sure that's factual. Uh, They don't fuck around. So now that I've had these experiences with delicious, well-made coffee from Cavan Coffee in Guelph, that's what I need in the morning. Okay. I think I'm over like the coffee machine that makes a massive pot of coffee. Like I want delectable, delicious coffee. So my options are French press. I've been looking up. This is what I do in the mornings now. Okay. I look up. I literally search on Instagram. I'm like drip coffee, um, French press coffee. And like I look at the reels and the beautiful pictures of coffee. <laughs> like I don't know what's wrong with me. This is my hobby now. But I could either do espresso and make a drink like that. I also used to love when I would make a coffee and mix in like coconut oil, like the MCT um, coconut oil, ashwagandha powder, um, all these things that were really good, like health wise and like healthy fats and stuff. And then I would zing it with the little uh, foamer zinger thing. I loved that coffee. And yeah, it was a little bit more complicated to make in the morning but it was delicious and it was so enjoyable. So I want to do something like that again. So it's just, have you ever seen those glass things that are shaped almost like, um, like an hour, not an hourglass. Is that what I'm thinking of? The thing where, you know, if you're playing a game and you tip it over and it's like the sand is going to go through like the little timer thing. It's like that, but it's a coffee, uh, thing, like a a drip coffee thingy. I don't, what do you even call that? Like a a fucking structure, a a thing made out of glass and you put the filter on top and it slowly like drips. I think it's called Chemex, Chemex. Anyways, they sell them at Cabin Coffee and I was like, I could try that and, you know, just have a peaceful morning where I get up and I make my coffee like very intentionally and mindful and it's like a thing, you know? This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. You guys know I have been very intentional with what we've been eating lately. I'm looking at protein, I'm looking at sugar content, and avoiding things like artificial ingredients or colorings. 
Milo used to always want pancakes or waffles in the mornings, and now he is getting into cereal, and I'm so excited because Magic Spoon is the perfect option. Their variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. They have zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of carbs per serving. They're made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and I'm just so happy that he's getting a good amount of protein before he goes off to school. And it's a great snack for me and my husband too, because 13 to 14 grams of protein in the cereal, now you add a high protein milk, you're set. That is such a high protein snack or meal. I should also mention that it is gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So go to magicspoon.com slash momroom to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code momroom at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash momroom and use the code momroom to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. It is 2024. As busy parents, it's hard to completely overhaul our lives, but what we can do is make small changes that will make our lives easier. And that is where Little Spoon comes in. Their goal is to make keeping your kid healthy feel like the easiest part of your day so that you can cut through all the drama of mealtime. Little Spoon offers baby blends, biteables, and plates. So baby blends is fresh, organic baby food. They have single ingredients, but also multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. Biteables make the transition to finger foods easy because they are cut perfectly to size, which promotes self-feeding. And of course, all the Biteables are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. And then there are plates for your toddlers and your bigger kids. They are meals that are free of all the bad stuff. They taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. They have things like hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous things like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. Little Spoon also has smoothies and build-it-yourself lunches. Did I mention it all comes right to your door? It is super flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. You can pick up the menu and change up what you order every single time. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You and your kids will love it. It's a huge win-win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. Do that. I could try a French press, which is where you put it in the glass thing and then you push the thing down and all the grinds go down to the bottom. Uh, espresso machine, which I don't know if I really want to do that. I definitely do want to get fresh whole beans and then grind them myself because I like I think that would make a world of a difference. I'm going to ask them next time I go into that coffee shop what they do. Stay tuned because like I am on a mission <clears throat> for delicious coffee. You know, I'm almost 39 years old. OK, I need delicious coffee. So stay tuned. Okay, hormones and birth control. I just put out a reel. I know I said that I was going to talk about this uh, on the podcast. So here we go. 
you guys know I've been like super into hormones and I realized that I wasn't sleeping the week before my period. And honestly, it took an appointment with my naturopath to be like, to realize that I wasn't sleeping. I just thought it was random. Like, oh, every once in a while I'm not sleeping. And then she was like, pay attention to when you're not sleeping. I bet you it's the week before your period. And I was like, okay. She was correct. It is the week leading up to my period. Really bad sleep. It's gotten much better now that I am like pounding protein and I'm more mindful about what I'm eating at different times of my cycle, but I'm I'm not perfect. I could do so much better, but it's hard. It's like a it's a literally if I want to eat for my digestion, it's a part-time job. Trying to like stay on the ball, make sure I have snacks prepared. If you're traveling, like get that all sorted out, do the supplements, do the fiber blend every single morning. And like, it's just a lot. And then similarly, if I want to eat for hormones, it's a full, it's a part-time job. So like, it's just too much and I get it. And there's some people who can do that. Like they put a lot of energy and effort into what they're eating day in and day out. And I kind of like go in and out of that. It's probably related to my freaking cycle like I'm super into it for a couple weeks and then I like drop off and it's super frustrating it's hard to do but there are things that overall I have changed like for example before I would always get a vegan option I don't know why like I wasn't vegan I just preferred to have vegan things I always liked vegan dishes I thought they were good now I'm the complete opposite I'm like where's the red meat where's the protein? Like I need all the protein. I have, I don't really drink much anymore. Like I I love a draft beer. That's one thing I will probably not get rid of because if we go to a restaurant on like a Saturday afternoon, like I want a draft beer. I love draft beer. I don't know what it is. Uh, every restaurant should have a gluten-free, alcohol-free draft beer option and then I would be set. Um, But yeah, love draft beer so much. Uh, Other than that, I don't drink a ton. If I'm out, like Nadine and I went for dinner at a Mexican restaurant before we went to go see Giggly Squad and I got a margarita. It was like the best margarita ever. So if there's a delicious margarita, I will have that. But for the most part, like I don't really drink much and that has been good, I think, for hormones. Um, I don't eat a ton of processed sugar or things that have added sugars. I have like really cut that down tremendously. Have I had a couple pieces of pumpkin pie because tis the season? Yes, I have. I'm obsessed with pumpkin things, pumpkin desserts. Like I'm sure you guys are shocked. Really? Like basic bitch Renee loves pumpkin. Yeah, love pumpkin stuff. Also, every once in a while, I will get like a half syrup or flavoring latte. Love that. So I have made overall changes, but to be super on the ball and specific and, you know, so focused all the time on like doing things, taking supplements, like I just struggle with that. And I need to start habit stacking, which is, you know, I was talking to someone about the supplements thing. Like I always struggle to keep up with supplements and I love supplements and they were like put them on the counter in a little dish like lined up for the week so that you know you 
like they're right in front of you. And I was like, oh, I love that idea. Also, like with the eating something before I have coffee in the morning, that was a huge help. Miranda Poppin from the Period Lab, she came on the podcast not too long ago. And that was one of the things that she highly recommended that I do because I would get up and just like drink coffee. She's like, no, eat something with protein before your coffee. So really, I should be having like a boiled egg or something high in protein. I need to look at options for what I could have before my coffee. Maybe I can make like super protein cookies or something because eating an egg before coffee is just not it. It's not for me. I usually have a little handful of almonds, which is probably not the best thing, but at least I'm getting something in my stomach. And so she was like, put them in a little dish beside the coffee machine. And I was like, yes, that's such a good idea. Then they're right there, easy to grab. Because literally the smallest barrier to doing something for my health, like opening the fridge and opening the annoying fucking plastic container that the almonds are in, that will keep me from doing a health behavior. That's as simple as it gets. So if I can eliminate those barriers so much better. I just need to sit and focus and figure out what I want to prioritize. Oh my God. All of this to say, I was getting fed up. Okay. Especially with the heavy periods. Fed up. Before, I didn't leave the house much. So it was not necessarily an issue because I would just go to the bathroom more often and it wasn't like a deterrent to living my life, if if that sentence makes sense. But when I had my period, when I went to LA, I was like, this is not okay. I can barely walk around and function. Like I would have to wear diapers everywhere. I tried the disc, like the Nixit disc. I can't get it in properly. I tried a few times. And then the next time I got my period was Thanksgiving weekend and I was at my mom's. So I didn't want to be fiddling around with a freaking period thing at my mom's house on, you know, family visit time. So tried that. A lot of people are like, oh, you got to try the cup one. So I will try that eventually. But the thing is, everyone's like, yeah, I just take it out in the shower. It's just hard because if I'm out of the house, I have to be at home when I get my period the first two days of my period. Otherwise, I can't experiment with these things. Okay, I'm not going to be at like the freaking bathroom in the mall and splattering blood all over the place. And yeah, it's just not for me. So it's hard to figure that out. Um, So I have uh, period underwear that I bought on Amazon, which I love. But again, I will bleed through ultra tampons all over the place. And the thing about period underwear is like, great, like I'm not leaking through to my pants, but I still instantly want to change my underwear and like wipe myself with wet wipes and like clean up. So it doesn't really like I have to now travel with multiple pairs of period underwear in my bag because if I do and when I do leak through, I don't want to be living the rest of my day with period blood all over my underwear pressed up against me when I'm like sitting down. Like I just don't like that. This is why I don't wear pads. Like I don't like that feeling. I want nothing, nothing to do with the period blood outside of me. Okay. So I have a trip coming up that I haven't talked about yet. It's the coolest trip in the world. Knock on wood, I'm probably going to get sick and not be able to go. Uh, Hoping that doesn't happen. I should just like live in a bubble from now till then. 
But when I first found out about this trip, I looked on my period app and I'm like, oh, splendid. I'm going to get my period on this trip. Cannot happen. Like it cannot happen. It's like a huge event. Like I don't know if I'm going to have access to bathrooms. There's probably going to be massive lineups in the bathrooms. And it's like an all day evening thing. I'm like, cannot happen. It just can't. So I went to my doctor, whom I love. This is our new doctor after moving. And I was like, listen, I have this event. And she was like, oh, gosh. So I was thinking about IUD and then I wouldn't have to deal with this anymore. But I don't really, I don't know. That freaks me out because it's so permanent. I still struggle with like, should we have another baby? Like I'm all over the place. I didn't want to do that. So she's like, why don't you just, you can try taking the pill. Or I asked about going on the pill instead. Because I'm like, isn't it basically the same thing? Like if you're getting an IUD, because I've also heard of lots of people with IUDs that just spot nonstop. I'm like, well, that's also a nightmare. Don't want to do that. So I'm like, you know what? I was on the birth control pill for like 15 years before we started trying to have Milo. I never had one bad side effect. Let's try that pill that I took before. And it's Marvelon. So she's like, perfect. I'll give you three months worth. Just take it all the way through. And then you won't have your period when you go to your on your trip. I'm like, this is perfect. Like my doctor understands my needs, you know. So I was told, okay, at the end of your next period, like on the last day of your next period is when you would start to take the pill. So that's what I did. Took one pill before bed. Didn't sleep all night, which is like that is the time of my cycle where I should not have any sleep problems at all. So that was like, what is happening? Maybe it was random. Second night, take the pill before bed. Insomnia, not sleeping. Okay, this is fucked up. It's going to take a little while for my body to get used to it. Third night, take the pill. Don't sleep at all. I'm like, not happening. This is not happening. I was looking things up and like that is a thing that can happen when you start taking the pill. And then it says it can take two to three months for your body to adjust to taking the birth control pill. I was like, fuck this. Stop taking it. This was like a few. This was like three days ago, maybe. Stop taking it. I'm like, not doing that anymore. Today, wake up, start spotting. So that's where I'm at. And now I don't know what's going to happen with my period. Am I going to get it on the trip? Am I going to have to wear like a period fucking outfit, not just underwear? Because who knows? Like, I don't know what the bathroom situation is. Oh my God. It's so frustrating. So frustrating. So that's what happened to me. And that's kind of what I'm dealing with right now. I'll keep you posted on when I get my period and how I manage that if I do get it on the trip like fuck my life quickly I watched the Beckham documentary because everybody else was watching it and that's one of my that was like one of my things that I wanted to prioritize was like watching more things that I enjoy I know it's funny like my goal was to watch more tv so I watched love is blind not the best season But whatever. I enjoyed the reunion anyways. Watched Beckham. Obsessed. Because I don't just want to like sit there in the evenings and dink around on my phone. Like I've been so mindful about not having my phone for the most part when Milo's home and in the evenings. Like I just want to disconnect and watch good stuff. 
So Beckham was that good stuff. Holy man. I cannot. First of all, the career that he had, nuts. I don't know where I was. Clearly, I'm not a soccer fan. I didn't know any of this stuff happened. I knew of David Beckham. I knew he was like this big time soccer player. Knew he was married to Victoria. But like, I didn't know the ups and downs and absolute chaos that he went through in his career. It is shocking. He did not have just like a typical career of an athlete where you play, you're good, you get traded a couple times, like da 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 da. No, like these massive like ups and downs and just chaos. So cool. He is ridiculously good looking. How did I not have posters of him on my wall growing up? Like, how did I miss the Beckham boat? You know, where was I? I would have been in high school. Like, who was I into in high school? Oh, this is a great question. Who was in when we were in high school? Like, I know when I was younger, it was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Around the time that I was into No Doubt, which was grade school, like grade six, seven, eight, yeah, grade six, seven, eight, nine. That was no doubt. I was really into silver chair. But like who was in in high school? I don't remember having a celebrity crush. So David Beckham could have filled that void for me. Like I should have had David Beckham posters on my wall. Uh, the one thing that I will never understand about soccer is... They work so hard, like the the amount of running that they do is just, it looks exhausting. And so they're running up and down, up and down the field, like, ugh. and then finally they get a goal and you think they would just like collapse to the ground and be like, finally, like I scored, I'm exhausted. No, they get a goal and then they fucking like start sprinting even faster than they were running to get the goal. And I'm like, where does this energy come from? The cardiovascular stamina of soccer players is nuts. It's like sprint, 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 sprint. Score a goal. You could collapse and just take a break. But now you're going to sprint even faster to celebrate the goal. That was the one thing that stood out to me in the Beckham documentary. I don't know if anybody else had those thoughts, but watching them score a goal, I was like, holy fuck, like take a break. Take a well-deserved break. I asked my husband, I was like, we should go see a Miami soccer game. Like now I'm a little bit into it and I don't like soccer at all. I just think like, I just like, it's like one of those things, you know, it's like the era's tour. It's like, oh, everyone's like into it. Like I want to be into it too. Like, let me have fun. So yeah, highly recommend. Even if you don't like soccer, I mean, go watch Beckham. It was really, really good. Okay. Quickly, the story about the pumpkin patch. This was nuts. Okay. So we're there super cute. It's like this pumpkin patch outside of Guelph. And they had like corn mazes. They had a puppet show. They had these like pedal go-kart things that Milo loved. They had a little market, pumpkin pies, donuts, like all the things. And so our friends met us there. They have a baby, like a one-year-old and a little girl that's younger than Milo. She must be like around three. They met us there and Milo and the little girl were playing. They have this huge sand pile and they're playing and we gave them some of our coffee leftover coffee cups um and they were building little sand castles more so the little girl than Milo Milo made a couple and then he was like playing on with the trucks and stuff 
So we're like, okay. And like the little girl was loving it, like making her little sandcastles all throughout the sand pile. It was so cute. And we laid out a blanket next to the sand pile and we were just like sitting there chatting and Milo was with us at this point and she was still like making her little castles. And all of a sudden we look over, this little boy, must have been five, starts stomping all her little sandcastles that she made. We fucking like, we couldn't even like, I was shocked and he knew like she was you know, so proud of them, like building her little castles. It was so fucking heartbreaking. And we're standing there like, and of course the mom, like the little girl's mom that we were with, my friend, she's like, oh, like it's, we'll make some more. Like, do you want mommy come make some more with you? Like, that's okay. Like I wanted to, I don't know if I can say it. I was just shocked. Like, how mean. And so the little boy's mom is like, you don't ruin somebody else's sandcastles. Like she doesn't say anything to us. Like we're all sitting there fucking jaws on the floor. Like what just happened? And the little girl is just staring. She's like deadpan, like just staring at what just happened. No reaction at all yet. And we're like, okay, is she going to be okay? Yeah. So the mom's like, you can't do that. Like da, da, da. And so the mom starts rebuilding not my friend, the little boy that crushed the sandcastles. His mom starts rebuilding the sandcastles. Still hasn't said anything, like nothing. So we're like, okay, we're still just watching. The little boy goes and crushes the ones that his mom just made. After she was like, you don't do that. Like, that's not nice. Like, da, 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 da. I was shooketh. Oh my God. It was so sad. Then all of a sudden, little girl bawling, crying, saying she wants to go home. It was so sad. I felt so bad for her. She eventually recovered and it was fine and she started to build them again. And then it started to rain. So we had to go home anyways, like really rain. But I was just shocked. I was like, if Milo would have done that to some little girl's sandcastles, I think I would have been like, we're leaving. Like, you don't do that. Like, this is terrible. I don't even know what I would do. And Pri was like, she didn't even like say sorry, like, like the mom of the little boy. Like, she didn't even like, say sorry or like tell him to apologize or anything and I was like I know but I don't even know if that's the right thing to do to like force a kid to say sorry this is a question for Tanya like what what I want Tanya to be to this podcast what Dr. Phil was to Oprah if you know what I mean like any question that I have like I would just like her to be on call So she can answer these questions for us. Like in that situation, what would have been the right thing to do if you are the mom of the little boy that crushed the sandcastles? You know, it's interesting. So anyways, I will get back to you if I find out that answer, because I don't know why this situation just like shocked me. It was so shocking, like and sad, like, oh, anyways, maybe I'm overreacting and you guys are like, this is the fucking story you had to tell. Anywho, that's it for me for today. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to go check my freaking weekly template calendar and see what I have next now because that's how I roll these days. Good coffee and weekly calendars. Uh, Thank you for listening. If you haven't already, please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. All you have to do is press the little check mark on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. I think it's like a follow button. Subscribe on YouTube. Guys, we're turning into a YouTube channel. Like we have almost 2000 followers, which is our subscribers, which I don't know why is so exciting for me. Like any little like 
milestone on YouTube. I'm like, oh my God, I'm a YouTuber. Um, so yeah, we're just going to keep on uh, plugging away at the YouTubes and obviously follow us on Instagram at the mom room podcast. Thank you guys so much. And I hope nobody crushes your fucking kids sandcastles. Okay. Okay. Bye. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.